from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks. Welcome back to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. What do we have going on today, friends? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, But before I tell you where we're going, I should probably tell you where we've been. We spent a whole lot of episodes uh, with this tag team tournament. We did the first round. Then we did the consolation bracket, which gave us the double losers bracket. Remember that? Those were good times. Then we spent a bunch of episodes doing the double losers bracket along with the second round of the tournament proper. That left us with some teams that had won their double losers bracket matches, and then we had a triple losers bracket. Now, in our last episode, I took the triple losers bracket and I separated it. We had the teams that really did, in my mind, qualify for the bottom 16. And we figured that all out. I made a mistake. But we figured it out. And then there were the teams that I didn't feel comfortable putting in the bottom bracket. These were the teams that I just wasn't super familiar with. And we had a pretty amazing, if I say so myself, uh, sort of tag team battle royals, plural, to try to just figure out who the best of those bunch would be. And we did it randomly. And I thought it was fun. So now we are left with two teams per page of the brackets um, that had lost their first two matches, but then won their third match. And I think just because of the way it worked out here, there's no way for these teams to get back into the tournament. Um, There are eight teams in the consolation rounds, but there are only two teams here. So how are you supposed to make that work? So what I did is I took those 64 teams, put them in a spreadsheet, randomized, 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 spread them all out, split them all up. And I have made four pages of a new bracket. These are 64 teams. That's a perfect bracket number. By now you should know that. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a little tournament here to determine of these 64 teams who would be in the bottom-ish level, uh, which of these teams are probably, you know, let's not say best, but who is going to win my version of this tournament. Um, I don't think we'll be able to do all of that today unless I decide to go crazy and do a extra long episode, which I might. Uh, And then we'll be able to be done with these teams, and then we can go back into the four teams on each page who are in the third round of the tournament proper, and the eight teams who are still in the consolations. Does that sound good? I hope that makes sense. Made sense to me. So, uh, I've already randomized it. I wrote them down. I didn't want to spend time having you listen to me write down the... uh, names of the team. So I have it written down, but I did that a few days ago and I've already forgotten what the matchups are. So this will be fairly fresh in my mind. So you'll get as close to a legitimate reaction as we probably could get. So without any further ado, although I do like ado when we can do ado, 
Uh, let's begin. Page one. Uh, the first matchup here are the Edgeheads, so early Hawkins and Ryder, versus the team of Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly. Now, my initial reaction is to immediately go with Haas and Holly. Number one, I love Charlie Haas. One of my favorites. Um, I'm a fan of Hardcore Holly. Less of a fan after reading his book, actually. But I'm a fan of Hardcore Holly. Uh, I've never much cared for Hawkins or Ryder in any of their iterations. Uh, however, if we go with our rules that we've established to low these many episodes, team name over not team name, Seen versus not seen, I can't say I've really watched either of these teams. Um, and if any of these teams have a historical context, it is probably the Edgeheads. So begrudgingly, I will give the Edgeheads the win. That's not the choice I would make if it was totally up to me, but I am trying to at least be somewhat... Uh, I don't even know the word. The word escaped me. It was in my head, and then it flew away. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to have some sort of structure and, and rules here. Otherwise, the B team would have won, and we could have all gone home. Or the team of Shobo that I completely made up in a previous episode, that would be the greatest team of all time, and we wouldn't have had to do any of these. So the Edgeheads advance. Uh, the team of the Naturals, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. You can tell I've been watching some Impact, some old TNA that I actually know their names, uh, versus the Jersey Triad. I think I was going with DDP and Canyon there. Uh, I never cared for the Naturals. They didn't do anything for me. Uh, the Jersey Triad I liked pretty much solely because it had Bam Bam Bigelow in it. Uh, so we'll go with the Triad there. Um, we've talked about how New Japan gets gets royally hosed in these tournaments, so much so that I've considered in in future tournaments, because I've already got some plans, um, just taking them out completely, just taking anything from Japan out, because I am not experienced and knowledgeable enough to really weigh in, and it doesn't seem fair to me, but at the same time, it is my tournament, so it is kind of a snapshot in time, perhaps... If I uh, were to do this tournament again in a decade, and I spent that decade really being knowledgeable on Japanese wrestling, it would be different. Uh, but I mention that because it's the team of Bushi and Shingo versus Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. I, what I've watched of Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, I've liked. Uh, I thought they were a pretty good team of their era. So I will give the win to Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. Apologies, apologies to Bushi and Shingo. Uh, I believe Shingo currently still the IWGP heavyweight champion. I'm a big fan of that. I like him. I'm just not knowledgeable of that team. Uh, the No Remorse Corps, Davey Richards and Rocky Romero. I actually believe that's who is in the No Remorse Corps. Versus CNC Russell Factory, Caprice Coleman, and Cedric Alexander. I have seen them. When I was watching, when I found some old Ring of Honor on, whether it was Honor Club years and years ago, or Fight TV, I, I'm familiar with CNC Russell Factory, and I think that name's pretty funny and clever. Um, so I will give the win to CNC Factory. 
over the no remorse card. And again, that might not be the right answer in terms of, you know, legitimacy. Maybe I would look it up in no remorse core where multi-time junior heavyweight tag champions and held the belts for two years. I'm, I don't know. But I like CNC Russell Factory. Cedric Alexander, very, very good. Uh, Caprice Coleman, surprisingly good. Uh, this match is entertaining to me. The Skyscrapers, whether it's Danny Spivey or Mean Mark, a.k.a. The Undertaker, or Sid, uh, taking on the French Canadians, that is when the Quebecers of Jacques and Pierre went to WCW, uh, the Skyscrapers were great. It's funny, I, you know, I watched... Um, all the NWA pay-per-views, all the WCW pay-per-views. I, I watched them all. I'm tempted to go back and watch some of them again, or at least skip through. If it if it was WWE Network and I could go match by match by match with just a click of a button, I'd probably have started doing it already. Peacock makes it a little more challenging. But I like the skyscrapers a lot. Sid was so naturally over. It is a... There should be a documentary on Sid. Um, maybe it was that his you know, behavior and personality was what kept him from achieving greatness. But if you watch some of that old stuff, just the way he could look at the crowd or do a little pose and the crowd went crazy, he could have been uh, the NWA's version, honestly. He might have been able to be the NWA's version of Hulk Hogan in the late 80s, early 90s. He had that potential. Um, the fact that he wasn't a... Big, even bigger star. Again, maybe his own doing, but he was. I never heard a crowd that loud, especially compared to some of the others in that time period. Uh, the East West connection of Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura versus Too Much. That's uh, Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor before they became Grandmaster Sexay and uh, Scotty Too Hotty. I didn't care for Too Much. I didn't particularly care for Too Cool. I appreciate Scott Taylor. I was never a fan of Brian Christopher, which is kind of sad to say now, given how his life ended. So we'll give the win to the East-West Connection, even though uh, I haven't seen him. I never watched a match of theirs. I should try to find one. Oh, this match is great. The Ding Dong. Sing-a-ding, ding-a-ding, ding-a-ding-dong. Versus High Voltage. The fact that the Ding Dongs did not wind up in the bottom 16, uh, A, has to do with just where they were in the brackets, and B, has to do with the fact that I, of the Wrestle Silly Lovers United, uh, am running this tournament. High Voltage was not that good. Let's be real. Robbie Rage and Kenny Chaos, not that good. However, they should probably beat the Ding Dongs. As much as it pains me to admit it, they should probably beat the Ding Dongs. So, they'll get the win. And the last matchup here on page one, uh, Ishii and Goto versus the Dirty White Boys, Tony, Anthony, and Len Denton. I will never forget that now. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I've said that about other things and have completely forgotten what I said I wasn't going to forget. <sighs> I haven't seen... So, here's where we are. Let's go through the rules. Uh, named versus not named. Dirty White Boys have a name. Ishii and Goto do not, unless they were part of the same stable, and I don't know that that counts. 
seen versus not seen. I know I have seen an Ishii and Goto tag match. I have never seen the Dirty White Boys. So right now there's one point to each. Historical context, I'm not sure that there's any for either team. Maybe there is some for the Dirty White Boys in terms of the Southern wrestling or wherever they were wrestling, uh, but I'm going to call that a push. And then can I name everyone? And I did. So right now it's just one-to-one. So this is just, at this point, the rules don't matter. It's just what my gut is. And I suppose the question is, which is more important? A team that has a name or a team that I've seen? Which of those should I value higher? And I'll say this. Because my gut would be to say the team, since it's my tournament, the team that I've seen. Ishii and Goto are also, I think, six-man tag champions. And they're not just a team. They're part of a stable. They're part of a six-man team. I'm actually going to count that against them in this instance. Because it's not just the Ishii and Goto show. So I'm going to give the win to the Dirty White Boys. Part of that is honoring those of you listening you know who you are and part of that is just i think you know in a tag team tournament we should put a higher uh emphasis on people who were actually a team of just a duo for longer now i gave the jersey triad the win over the naturals that kind of counters with the (laughs) rule i just made uh but not really because the Jersey Triad still was a team. They were a stable, but they had the team. Like DDP and Canyon won the titles, and they were a team. All right. Page one is done. We have the Constellations. We have our round two matchups, Edgeheads versus the Triad. Buddy Rose and Doug Summers versus CNC Russell Factory. Skyscrapers versus East-West Connection. That match would probably be very good. And then High Voltage versus the Dirty White Boys. Page two. Skull and Eight Ball of the Disciples of Apocalypse, otherwise the Harris Boys, who I do not like, uh, taking on Palumbo and O'Hare. Palumbo and O'Hare are going to win that match easily. You know how I feel about Mr. Sean O'Hare. Bunkhouse Buck and Dick Slater. Possibly one of the first WCW teams I watched because I think like Worldwide and Saturday Night was where I first started watching WCW and they were part of Colonel Parker's stable with Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson was well, the first time I saw him in WCW. That's he was part of that stable. Like he wasn't a horseman. He was part of. He wasn't even part of uh, the Dangerous Alliance. He was part of Bunkhouse Bucks, whatever they were. The Stud Stable was that what it was called? But Buck and Slater versus the B Team. team go 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 and they will go 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 into the second round uh all rules are thrown out the window when it comes to mr bo dallas and plus they had a name uh the team of inc 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 incorporated clever name shannon moore jesse neal pretty sure uh versus rye baxel so curtis axel in this tournament uh, twice, and even in consecutive matches, uh, but in this case, he's going to lose because all the rules go out the window when it comes to Ryback. 
but it's the opposite of all the rules with uh, Bo Dallas. Curtis Axel, interestingly, for someone I'm kind of just apathetic about, was in a tag team with one of my favorite wrestlers and was in a tag team with one of my absolute least favorite wrestlers. He can do anything. Uh, Styles and Tomko from their TNA days taking on the great Sasuke and Jushin Liger. Uh, I can't say I've seen either of these teams. Neither of these teams appear to have a name. Um, I think just because Sasuke and Liger are arguably two of the greatest light heavyweight wrestlers ever, um, and the fact that they were a tag team, I think is enough historical context for me to give them the win over Styles and Tomko. Sure, we'll go with it. Uh, so Sasuke and Liger advance. Ohio versus everything versus head cheese. I've been told I would enjoy OVE, the Christ brothers. Uh, again, the, the list of things I considered taking some time to try to find, you know, I should watch an East-West Connection match. I should watch a No Remorse Corps match. I should watch a Dirty White Boys match if I could find it. I'm not going to say if I have the time. I have the time. I, at some point, I will. All right, at some point, I'll try to have a sense of who some of these teams are, but I'm not going to in this case. And Ohio versus everything is taking on head cheese, and head cheese wins. B-team and head cheese are in the same bracket. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. B-team and head cheese are in the same bracket. Can I watch Bo Dallas and Al Snow in a match together? You bet your bippy I can. All right, so OVE in the Constellations. Uh, the Briscoes, early Briscoes, Ring of Honor, early days Briscoes, TNA, early days Briscoes, shaved heads, wrestling singlets, no character uh, whatsoever, no character, no gimmick whatsoever, just two guys in red singlets with no hair who wrestled. Shows how far they came. Uh, taking on the team of Santino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov, Santino and Al Snow and Bo Dallas in the same bracket. It's Christmas, everyone. It's Christmas in July. It'll actually be August by the time you hear this, but I'm recording it in July, so just letting you know. Uh, Santino and Vladimir win, setting up Santino and Vladimir versus Head Cheese. I am a happy person. I'm excited. Uh, the team of uh, this is a Eastern Championship Wrestling matchup: uh, Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson versus early FBI JT Smith and Little Guido. I like Johnny Hotbody a lot. Uh, Tony Stetson just fine, but without JT Smith and Little Guido, you don't get Tracy Smothers being an Italian. You don't get Tommy Rich being the Don. There's historical context to the team of J.T. Smith and Little Guido, and they were good, not only from a uh, character perspective, like they're good wrestlers. So the FBI of Smith and Guido is going to get the win. Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson will move on to the Constellations. Our final matchup, ooh, this is interesting, Andrade and Angel Garza, great team, could have done far more than they wound up doing. Uh, versus the Mexicals. This was totally random, but that's a cool matchup. I got to go with the Mexicals in this. Uh, longer 
career as a tag team, even though, again, there were three of them with Psychosis and Hoovy and Super Crazy. Uh, but they have a team name, and they had a longer career as a team. So the Mexicals win. Uh, Andrade and Angel into the Constellations. That team, you know, from a fantasy booking perspective, would do very, very well. Matchups for page two of our double losers bracket. Palumbo and O'Hare versus the B team. That's going to be a, a, a something I'm really going to have to puzzle out because I like Sean O'Hare and it's Bo Dallas. Ink Ink versus Sasuke and Liger. Head Cheese versus Santino and Vladimir Kozlov. Oh, I love it. And the FBI versus the Mexicals, which would also be a great match. Let's just talk about that right now. That would be fantastic. Page three. Uh, Bromans, Robbie E. and uh, oh, Jesse Goddard's, I want to say, uh, versus Cody and Hangman Page. I notice here that Omega and Page, which is probably the better team, um, was in the Battle Royal. I actually think they won the Battle Royal. I think Adam Page won one of his Battle Royals in our last episode. Uh, Cody and Page, a team that probably wasn't as good or around as long, just happened to make it. That's just brackets. That's just where the brackets go. And maybe slightly a reflection of the fact that I'm not wild about Kenny Omega. But then again, I'm not wild about Cody Rhodes either. However, well, no. Name versus no name. I haven't seen either of them. So by our rules, we should give the win to the bromance. Cody and Page into the constellations. It occurs to me that I could just write the constellations later and not waste seconds where you're just listening to me turn the page, write the matchup, but I'd forget. Otherwise, I got to do it like this. This is a tough one. Stars and Stripes, the Patriot and Marcus Alexander Bagwell versus PYT Express, Coco Beware, and oh no. I know his name. All right, I know his name. Um... I'm just having a moment. It's Nelson. It begins with an N. Coco Ware. Where is it? Norvell Austin. What did I say? Nelson. Norvell Austin. Now, by our rules, Stars and Stripes should immediately get the win because I didn't remember Norvell's Austin's name. However, Jeremy, who I have not named, dropped until this moment. Um, I think if A, he had more free time and he's a busy man and B, there weren't so many other teams needing hot tags. I think he'd weigh in on who the PYT Express was. So based on his recommendation, I am giving the win to the PYT Express over Stars and Stripes, not my favorite Marcus Bagwell tag team. So actually not even close. Hold on. Let me think about that now. If I had to rank Vicious and Delicious, clearly number one. American Males or Bagwell and Scorpio are probably number two. It's totally buff is number four. Yeah, Stars and Stripes, my least favorite of the five Marcus Bagwell teams that I can remember off the top of my head. Fair enough. Uh, Gato and Jado versus TJP and Falabal. Uh, in our la- Was it our last episode? Why do I feel like TJP and Falabal? Did we talk about? Did I make a mistake? Hold on. Please hold while I check my notes. No, okay. 
you know what it was. A couple episodes ago, they were pages 29 through 32. And I pumped up TJP a little more than I usually do. Uh, however, historical context, Gato and Giotto, one of the most influential tag teams, not only as a tag team, but just in terms of, like, Gato is, you know, I was reading Twitter just today. And people were complaining about Gato booking and having Naito lose to people. Let's ignore the stupidity of the comment. Naito's got to lose to people to get those people built up. Regardless. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Gato and Giotto. I remember them going into ECW. I think I remember them in WCW. So TJP and Falabal, which is a fun name to say, in the Constellations. Uh, the Armstrongs of Brian and Brad versus Christian York and Joey Matthews. I love Brad Armstrong. I tolerate the road dog. Um, but Christian York and Joey Matthews, who I just watched, I'm slowly working through November to remember 2000. I was having some peacock issues earlier, but I figured it out. Um, you know, they were... A, influential team they were a team had had they come of age two years earlier if they were big in 97 98 instead of 99 2000 they could have been on par with the hardys perhaps like you could have seen them show up in wcw maybe as wcw's version of the hardys like they could have been bigger you know the timing was just not great for them so I'll give the win to York and Matthews. No relation. Much no relation. Uh, Devitt and Taguchi versus Serotonin. Name versus no name. Point to Serotonin. However, while I was watching, when I had New Japan World, um, I had was watching some of the Wrestle Kingdoms. I remember distinctly watching a Devitt and Taguchi match, and I was incredibly impressed. Not with like Dev Finn Balor's good. There's no doubt that. But Taguchi, who I had seen in the modern era as a Russell Silly kind of coach character, he was a darn good wrestler. So I am gonna go against the rule of named versus no named. Uh because Devitt and Taguchi were very good. And I don't think there's any historical context for serotonin. Uh ooh. The Spanish announced team, the Maximo Brothers versus Benoit and Angle. I said uh, in a in the last episode of the double losers bracket, I said that when Benoit and Angle came up against a any sort of legitimate team that could have a legitimate chance of beating them, um, they would lose because of the bad guy rule. I don't think. The SAT. Should I should I give it to him? They do have a name. I have seen them. And I do know their names. Jose and Joel the Maximos. Okay. Upset of the millennium. The Maximo brothers are going to defeat Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. Totally because of the bad guy rule. My thoughts on Chris Benoit, notwithstanding, he does qualify for the bad guy rule. Uh, so I will give the SAT the win. And had Benoit and Angle won, I would have had him lose to Devitt and Taguchi. So it was going to happen regardless. Oh, the Bludgeon Brothers are going to bludgeon 
The High Flyers of Greg Gagne and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. That's easy. Probably the easiest one we've done all day. And our final matchup on this page. Jeremy. Um, I'm stuck. And you're going to have to weigh in and tell me what you think. Uh, on one hand, in this corner, the corner to my left, Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude. In this corner, to the corner to my right, the Southern Boys. Both of these teams, Jeremy would push to the moon and back. Uh, however, I can only pick one. So let's go through the rules. Named versus no name. Point to the Southern Boys. Uh, seen versus not seen. I can say for sure I have watched the Southern Boys as a tag team. I am pretty sure, but not completely confident, that I have seen Manny Fernandez and Rick Root as a tag team. So I'm going to give a half a point to the Southern Boys. Historical context. Not sure that there's really any. You know, this was Rick Rude's perhaps some of his most successful stuff before becoming ravishing and having an incredible career. Uh, and then can I, well, I can name those two. The Southern Boys are Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. So based on our rules, I'm going to give the win to the Southern Boys, even though I think Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude would have gotten a better match out of the Bludgeon Brothers. But that's how it goes. All right. We've got one page left to go, and we're about half an hour in, so this will be the episode. And in our next episode, we'll maybe try to get a bunch of this other stuff done. I don't want to spend a ton of time here in the double losers bracket, although there are, these teams are good. So uh, the team of Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger versus Generation Me, Max and Jeremy Buck. They were so young, those Bucks. <sighs> named versus no named. I've seen both. I remember watching TNA during the um, Generation Me era. So point to Generation Me for the named thing. No points for the seen versus not seen. The Young Bucks. We won't go super far into historical context, but what we're saying is Generation Me is going to win this, even though I... DC, like Simon, DC has a problem. But based on our rules, which I will honor until I can't honor them anymore, uh, we'll give the win to Generation Me. Uh, Luger and Sting in their wolf pack gear. Sting with his incredibly dumb red face paint. I hated the red face paint. Versus the Moondogs. Named versus no named. Point to the Moondogs. Seen versus not seen. Point to Luger and Sting. Historical context, the Wolfpack was important. Was the Wolfpack important because Luger and Sting were a tag team? No. The Moondogs were important. Point to the Moondogs. Uh, and can I name them? Uh, Moondog Spot and Moondog Rex. Was that, were those the names of the actual tag teams? Let's look it up. Oh, not Mancado Moondogs. Oh, there's apparently a baseball team. 
Um, Moondogs tag team. Rex and King. Interesting. Let's see. No, Rex and Spot won a bunch of tag team titles. Well, okay then. So by my rules, we will give the win to the Moondogs. Did I give you the page three second round matchups? Let me go back real quick. Bromance versus PYT Express. Gato and Jado versus York and Matthews. That match would be awesome. Devitt and Taguchi versus SAT. Very good. Bludgeon Brothers versus Southern Boys. Probably very good. All right. Moondogs versus Generation Me. That makes me happy. Luger and Sting in the Wolf Pack. It's interesting watching my handwriting get worse and worse as the episode goes on and on. Uh, Brody King and PCO versus the perfect event of Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. Uh, all the rules go out the window when it comes to Brody King and PCO, who would eat the rules and then the tag team for breakfast. So Brody King and PCO are getting the win there. Deuce and Domino versus the Rock and Roll RPMs. If there was a way... You know. You know. I'm going to work the, some magic here. Uh, I am going to... Yeah. Uh, the Rock and Roll RPMs are getting taken out by the team of Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude who were not happy about losing to the Southern Boys, so they went and took out the Rock and Roll RPMs. They inserted themselves in that matchup, and then they went ahead and beat Deuce and Domino. So now Manny and Rick Rude, they're in the second round. And so we cross off them in the Constellations, replaced by the Rock and Roll RPMs, and then Deuce and Domino lost, so Deuce and Domino will take on the perfect event. Now, the Southern Boys are in the second round, and Manny and Rick Rude are in the second round. All is right with the world. Speaking of all is right with the world, the new Midnight Express, bombastic, bodacious. They're going to lose to Brian Pillman and Tom Zank. Are you happy, Jeremy? Are you happy? A lot of this is happening just for you. Are you happy? That's what I need to know. I need you to send me uh, messages in the Bestie chat or in our inner circle chat or wherever you're sending me. Are you happy? Your Southern boys made it. Your dirty white boys made it. Your Manny and Rude made it. I didn't have the new Midnight Express make it. Yes, I had Generation Me make it, but that now Branks is happy. If there were any UK teams in here, I'd do that to make sure Glenn's happy. I'm doing it for you three because I know you're the only ones listening, and I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do these tournaments for you because I ask time and time again, if anyone else is listening to buy or the Joy of Booking, almost called it the old name. Anyone is listening to the Joy of Booking, please let me know you're out there. Please let me know what you think about the shows. I hear every so often Che says he's catching up. So some people, I think, listen to three or four episodes, you know, when they have extra time. And I understand that my podcast queue gets pretty long. And then sometimes I go through them all. But I'm doing this for you, Inner Circle. Just hit my chest with a symbol of love and affection, as masculine men do. Uh, the Headhunters versus the Heavenly Bodies. This is the one with Stan Lane. I understand that I just said... 
all of that stuff about doing it for Jeremy, doing it for Glenn, and doing it for Banks. But I really liked the Headhunters. I really did. I thought that was a cool team. I wish they had come into, like, you know, they could have shown up in the WWF as these this monster team. They could have, I don't remember exactly when that was, 95. You know, they could have been taken out two dudes with attitude. They could have come in, you know, been like Vader's minions or something like that. Uh, I'm giving the win to the Headhunters there over the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, the Vashans are going to defeat the team of Makabe and Hanma. Uh, again, named versus unnamed. My apologies to uh, my New Japan listeners. And then the last team, it says British in the name, so I'm giving it to them just for Glenn here, although it's British Ambition uh, versus PG-13. So, you know, PG-13, not that good. All right. Our second round matchups here on page four. Wrapping up this episode. Generation Me versus the Moondogs. Ha 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 Brody King and PCO versus Manny Fernandez and Rick Rude. Yes, please. Brian Pillman and Tom Zank taking on the Headhunters. Great clash of styles there. And then the Vashans versus British Ambition. So, in our next episode, we will do the consolation brackets. I'm going to try to go a little faster. Because I want, I don't want to spend a huge amount of time with this. I've given up the idea of making it to 64 episodes. I feel like we can move this along a little bit. We'll do the consolation round. Maybe we'll do the double losers bracket as well. We'll see how much time we get to. Because this is that would be the double losers bracket of the double losers bracket. I could. I could do something like I did before, where. If you lose a second time, maybe I do a battle royal because that was fun. I don't know if you're going to enjoy it. That episode hasn't even been released yet, Uh, but I enjoyed it. So maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe what I will do is we'll do the consolation matchups. Winners advance. Losers will go into the before losers per page. So we'll get to 16 teams uh, and we'll do a 16 team battle royal. That'll get that done real quick. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to make a note. Make a note. Make a note. That's why I have index cards. Make a note. Make a note. Uh, Double loser battle royal. That will be fun. That will be enjoyable. And that's what matters. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.